Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Dunkin' Donuts Park for Game 2 of the opening series. It's Game 2 of today's doubleheader. This will be followed by tomorrow, a tripleheader here at Dunkin' Donuts Park, and we welcome you in this evening. It's the runners-up for the championship, the Bristol Knights, playing away as the Southington Aftershock play host. Aftershock, again, one of those bottom four teams that had to play through the loser's bracket, and tonight... The lights are on. Two night games in total are scheduled here. Both games starting at around 8.30. Two day games tomorrow. That'll be 3.30 and around, or that'll be 3.30 and 6. So 3.30 and 6 game, followed by another 8.30 game. The Knights in the Aftershock. Don't forget tomorrow, all the new teams are here to play. Terryville, Great Falls. The Terryville Black Sox, the Great Falls Gators. And then the New Britain Hurricanes, the Arch 2 Sports Bar and Grill Indians after the merger between the Chicago Sams Orioles and the Burrell Realty Indians. They will be playing a lot of former Indians, in fact, on the team for the New Britain Hurricanes. So a lot of changes were made in the league. We lost the Willowbrew Ridges and the Singing Surgeons. However, the Singing Surgeons are survived by a team that is affiliated with them in the Boston Men's Pro League. So they play over there, way up uh, northern of Connecticut. Here's the starting lineups. Uh, Zach Rinkaves, then Georgie Santiago, Rick Barrett, Kyle Poleski, Colby Jones, Earl Oaks, Justin Martella, Noah Plantam Plantamuro, then it's Casey Barter and Ben Mazzone starting in for the Bristol Knights. I do have that lineup card, so I'm going to try and Fix this to the best of my abilities. I did not put in what position they would be playing. So welcome to game two. And so the anthem has played out here at Dunkin' Donuts Park. Second time tonight. You'll hear that three times tomorrow. Here's the starting lineup for the aftershock. It'll be John Blaze, Patrick Kelly, Kyle Lentini, Dave Matthews, Kyle McLean, Shane Fusco, Alfred Anzalone, Neil Iotti, Jeff Matas, and Tommy Stagis. They'll all be getting set up. And we have no idea who's starting on the mound for the aftershock. I wasn't given numbers or positions, but here we go. Start of the game. Starting on the hill, Rob Bibisi will be starting for the Knights. It'll be bottom half of the inning. And we're glad you could join us again here for game number two of the opening series. It's game two coming up here on the Dodgers Cast Box Network. Don't forget games three, four, and five coming tomorrow. So games three, four, and five. All set up. And getting set here tonight. Game getting underway. And they start with Rinkaves. Getting started on the hill. Pitch. High ball number one. And this game is underway for game two of the opening series. Knights came runner-up in the playoffs just last year. That one called strike one a little bit outside. Runners-up for the championship last season. 
That one is hit. Third base will fire on to first and get the out. So that'll be a 5-3 to start the game. So a 5-3 that starts the game off. Pitcher for the aftershock, Alex Roger. He'll be starting on the hill today. So he gets the start. Next up, Georgie Santiago. Pitcher on the way to him. Playing as number four today. Playing center field. Strike one, first pitch call. Comes the 0-1. Called strike two. Looked a little bit outside to me. And an 0-2 count. Looking for the strikeout is Alex Roger. Pitch on the way. Up high and away. Ball number one. And there's a high fly pop-up going foul. It looks like they're looking for another baseball here. And we have seen this as a problem a few times before. Baseballs that are foul balls here in the Twilight League, not souvenirs. League does indeed need those back. Here's the pitch. Outside, taken for ball number two. And a 2-2 count here. Conclusion of game number one. That was between your Weathersfield Dodgers and the Bristol Knights. They're not the Bristol Knights. That was the Elmer's Angels. The Knights hit one down to second. Throw to first. They got him. A short stop. Gets the handle on that one. That'll be 6-3 play. This brings up Rick Barrett. Banning in at number 17. That was between the Angels and the Dodgers, game one of this season. Weathersfield playing tomorrow. They will play Bristol. I believe they're going to be in Bristol. We will not be joining them. We're going to try to stick to home games, and we'll be back here for the next three games of the opening series. Pitch on the way. Checks his swing, but he went around. Strike number one. Good start to this game. Remember tomorrow, three games, a triple header. That was down low. Ball number one and a 1-1 count for Rick Barrett. It's again Rob Bibisi standing out on the, hopefully getting warm for the Knights. That one swung on, got a piece of it, but strike two as he missed, and it got away from the catcher. Alex Roger doing his best here. Number six, number on his back tonight. And the one-two. Swung on and missed. They get the K swinging. And what a way to end the first half of the inning. We're through half an inning. It's nothing-nothing with the aftershock coming to bat. And so we get set here for the bottom half of the first inning. Score nothing, nothing with the aftershock coming to bat. Rob Babisi standing out on the hill today. And Babisi trying to get started. He'll be out on the hill and 
A beautiful evening here in our state's capital, Hartford, Connecticut, Dunkin' Donuts Park. What is usually the site of the Summer Classic. I believe this was supposed to be the Summer Classic this year. However, we had been delayed by the outbreak of COVID-19, which is now a 15-game season. Still playoff spots, and we'll have the regulation on how many fans can enter. So we'll have limited fans. But the playoffs will go on. Championship at Muzzy Field. Unknown if there will be an all-star game between Greater Hartford. A schedule being released tonight. And by tonight, I mean the 24th. Blaze coming up. He's number 27. So John Blaze will bat first. And the aftershock in the Oakland A's uniforms. Yellow and green for the aftershock for the Knights. It's the usual gray jerseys. The Pretty much, if you've seen the Red Sox road jerseys, that is what Bristol's is. It says Bristol in red, red lettering, black trim, gray jerseys and pants. White pants for the aftershock here. Southington, one of the few fields in the Twilight League with lights on it. Muzzy Field being another. So a lot of the games do end early because of how dark it gets. So we welcome you here to Dunkin' Donuts Park. If you're just joining us, if you've skipped ahead, John Blaze to take to the plate. Remember, Bristol had a long road, was far from a favorite to win the Twilight League Championship last year, far from even getting close to the Twilight League Championship last year. Started out as the seven seed out of ten. So I believe they were seventh or sixth in the playoffs out of ten teams. Because seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth all start automatically with one loss. They start in the loser's bracket. Bristol finished... Sixth, got the sixth place seed. They had a good start. Strike one on the first pitch. Remember that start is what kicked them off. The sixth place start got them all the way to the championship. Played Fat Orange Cat, who I believe was either a three or a four in that series. They eliminated favorite and defending champ Chicago Sams. I believe it was Burrill Realty. They got rid of both. Beat both the Giants. Merced the Bristol Knights in the championship series. First time that had ever happened, that a championship series was ended by a mercy rule in game two. Let alone any game, and that one fouled back. Two strikes. So that was a great season for Bristol. Southington, a team I have not seen a lot of in my time here, have not seen a lot of last season. However, it is this season that probably end up seeing more of in 15 games this year. That one shot by Blaze into left field, an easy single. And John Blaze will get things started with a single into left field, shallow left. Number 21, Patrick Kelly, standing in to bat next. 
It all came off a good start from the pitcher, Alex Roger. Good start from him, and can't exactly say the same for Rob Babisi tonight. Struggling in that first at bat. Got two strikes on him. Couldn't close the door. Pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. Strike one, and he hacked at it. Bottom of the first inning. Remember, last game finished 10 to nothing. Mercy rule in six innings, so they stopped just short. Ended that game in the top of the sixth. What would have gone an inning longer? Oh, one on the way. Fouled back into the screen. That's 0 2. The 0 2 count here for Pat Kelly. I believe number 11 warming up behind him is on deck. That's Kyle Lentini. Pitch on the way. Runner goes for second. Lines it up the middle. Oh, the shortstop nearly with a diving catch. His throw won't be in time, and it'll be in the first baseman. And there's another single. That was almost an outstanding catch by the Bristol shortstop. Dove for it. Dove on top of it instead. Couldn't field that one cleanly. Got the throw off to first, but it just got beat by a country mile. And here is Kyle Lentini with Dave Matthews on deck. Pitch on the way. In there, strike number one. That one clocked in at 74 miles an hour. We did see Brendan Pierce in game one, end of game one. Clocking in at around 90. I mean, he could. there are some pitchers in this league that can really whip the ball. It's a player on Fat Orange Cat from single A, Marvin Gorgas. Throw. The pitch hit between left and center. One's going to round third. A trip in the center field. A run will score on another single. And Kyle Lentini and the aftershock off to a good start. But it looks like we're going to see a meeting on the mound for Rob Babisi here. Babisi getting a talking to here. Springs up number 99, Dave Matthews. What a game this has turned out to be a good start. Multiple hits, and that one was just well hit. They're really getting these to fly. Sent it towards the gap in left and center, right around the 362 marker. Didn't get close to the wall, but it was around middle of the outfield. And a beautiful hit. And Southington, an offensive team, and... You know, opening day, a really good way to get a look at teams and their outlook for the future of the season. Time is called. So with the timeout. A one nothing lead. Nobody out, two on, a runner 180 feet from home. Here's the pitch. Ball, one, as that's low in the dirt. Below the knees. Number 13, Kyle McLean, warming up. He's on deck. Dave Matthews at the plate. The 1 0. Ball 2. A 2 0 count 
for Matthews. Another one, that one in there called strike one down the middle. Beautiful night here in Dunkin' Donuts Park. Serene almost, the setting. Eerily quiet. 2-1, swung on, now it's 2-2 two two in the count. You can see a little bit more than... Half this stadium is completely empty. So game two, they sat everyone down on the third base side. Game one, they've sat everybody on the first base side. And a line shot down the first baseman. He drops it. It pops out of the glove. Everyone's going to be safe. And wow, another single. That one off the technical error. That's got to be maybe the second. Maybe the second error. So bases are loaded. Nobody's out. And the BC on the hill yet to get a single out. Kyle McLean batting. Looks like Shane Fusco will be coming up behind him, number 75. A double play is what they need, but even if that's the case, it looks like another run would score. Good chance for maybe a triple play if they're lucky. On outside, called ball one. And not the way Bristol wanted to start their run back to the playoffs. Remember, only 15 games are on this schedule. There is not a lot of room for error if you're trying to stay at the top. So winning that first game is going to be crucial. In the dirt, ball two to McLean. Gears up for the 2-0 of BC Fires. This is ball three. Is he about to walk in a run? 3-0 count. Does he walk it in? Up high and inside, he walks a run in. So a walk, and Bibisi... Can't say he's happy with what is going on tonight. Can't say he's happy with this start. Walks in the second run of the ball game. Base is still loaded. Nobody out. So around four hits, one walk. Not the ideal start. That one in there for a strike and strike one. And Babisi's got to get himself composed here. Late night game. You get the honor of playing under the lights at Dunkin' Donuts Park here in Hartford. For an 8.30 start, you get to actually be under the lights. That one is cracked and foul. 
two, oh and two. There are a lot of people that would love to play under the lights here at Duncan. But just tonight, not the night for Babisi. Hopefully he can get this third strike and get back on track here. Kicks and deals. Swung on and missed, and on three pitches, he gets back in the groove here with the K. Alfred Anzalone coming to the plate. And almost this entire order has batted. Anzalone, Iodi, Metas, and Stagus yet to bat. And right now, it's about to be Iodi, Metas, and Stagus yet to bat in this inning. Only three of the ten, because you are allowed to bat ten. That first pitch, I believe ball one. I am correct in that. You're allowed to bat ten. Play seven inning games. Ten run rule. Swung on and missed. He got a piece of it. Came out of the catcher's glove. Just what a night this has been. And a uh, pure struggle here for Babisi. A very long first inning here, and usually the first three in a ball game are the longest. Tonight it seems like that rule is in effect. Strike two. Beautiful night here in Hartford. You can actually see some of the lights in the buildings around here lit up. Gotta wonder if people in some of those buildings are looking down watching the game. That one hit center field. Easy catch. Runner will tag. He will easily get to the plate. So he'll be out in center field. But a run does score. Other runners will hold it second, first, and second. That brings up Neil Iodi. Number zero batting next in Metas. But right now it's Iodi's chance. 3 nothing first inning. Sack fly into center field. 3-0 lead. Don't forget tomorrow, starting at 3.30. Immediately after the conclusion of game one, you can listen to it right here on CastBox. Should be a beautiful day tomorrow to start. Three o'clock will be here. Starting coverage probably around 325. Then a game at 630. Chance to get all the lineups set and squared away. 630 start for game two or a six o'clock start for game two. That one, ball number one, it's inside and high. And then another 8.30 game. That will be coming to you here. So listen to the first five games of the CTL season. The road to Muzzy starting tonight. Strike one, and that was a little inside, but a 1-1 count. I think the ump's just trying to get out of this inning. 
as much much to the dismay of the Aftershock. Aftershock trying to do as much damage as possible. Pitch on the way. Runner goes for third. It's a high pop-up going towards the roof of the building here. This game brought to you by Elmer's Place. I believe Still Hill Brewery. And Fat Orange Camp Brewery and the Arch 2 Sports Bar and Grill. Sponsors of the league this season. Getting set for the 1-1 count. The 1-1 pitch. Runner still on second. He won't go this time. He threw it just a bit outside. Ball number two. Batting in as a right-hander. Baseball is a strange sport. Right-handed batters bat on the left side of the plate. Left-handed batters bat on the right side and a strikeout there. And a K to end this half inning. Aote strikes out. We'll be back with the top half of the second. 3-0 Southington. And we're back here. Jordan Carriera now doing the pitching for the aftershock. He'll be stepping in. So the stats for Alex Roger in his pitching stint, he goes one hole inning, one strikeout, no walks, no hit batsman, no runs, and no earned runs. So a zero ERA for him today. That's got to be a good start to the season. Starting off with a perfect ERA. No matter what part of the season that is, it's no easy feat. And Carriera now batting. Or now pitching, sorry. So doing the pitching as of now is Jordan Carriera. It's number 17 out on the hill. So I was told, talking to the coaches earlier in this game, before this game started, coach for the Aftershocks said they would be changing pitcher about every inning, get some playing time here on Dunkin Donuts Park's field at around 9 p.m. we start the second inning about a half hour after the first pitch and getting set here in the second is Kyle Pileski so Pileski getting set here's the wind up in the pit the pitch they got strike number one so that rings in Kyle Pileski playing left field today. That will be outside ball one. And a 1-1 count here. Top of the second inning. Seven innings scheduled here today. Here's the 1-1. Got it ball two as it's outside. Just a little bit away from him. So the pitchers rarely bat. Swung on and missed strike two, and he's getting him right now. I think the strategy for the aftershock, switching in the pitchers every inning, 
going to keep the pitchers low on fatigue and keep them in a, in the lead in a strong position. Most likely a strong position here. Ball number three. That one just a bit outside and low. It falls into the dirt. <laughs> Got to clear my throat there. Anyways, 3-2 pitch on the way. Walked him. First at-bat of the inning goes for a walk. And here comes Colby Jones, number 20. Looks like number 15 warming up Earl Oaks. Will be on deck to bat. One on, nobody out. Pitch on the way. Called strike one. Aftershock looking to rebound off a poor first at bat here in the second inning, although they do have quite a comfortable amount of breathing room. There's strike two. Looking to get him on three pitches here, but a lot of breathing room for the aftershock. They are up 3 nothing through one inning. Unclear if Rob Babisi will stay on the hill. Now an outside ball number one. Got to say, if I were the coach for the Knights after that first inning performance, I wouldn't keep him on the hill. 1-2 on the way. Swung on and fouled back off the catcher. And just a, a poor performance in that first inning. Not the way they wanted to start this game. So the big question, does Bristol keep Rob the BC on the hill for the bottom of the second? Carrera stands in, fires, and it's a high fly ball going foul into the netting. A 1-2 count here. Clocking it at around 80 miles an hour, and some of these pitchers here in the Twilight League, they can really throw. 1-2 count. And the payoff pitch. No, it's a pickoff attempt. Not going to hit. Two pickoffs did indeed work in game number one, something we haven't seen a lot of in these games. Getting set on the way, the delivery. Ball number two, and it's an even count to a piece. So it's a 2-2 count. Getting set, kicks and delivers. Just outside, ball three and a full count. And the aftershock looking to avoid, looking to avoid a second straight walk. 3-2 pitch on the way. Cracked foul again down the netting and into the dugout. Still a full count, and I think they're going to try and wear out Carrera. Three-two on the way. Swung on. It's a bouncing ball going towards second base. Gets a handle on it. Throws to first. Everyone's going to be safe. And a solid single for Colby Jones. And this brings up Earl Oaks. Oaks stands in. He'll be followed by Justin Martella. 
Tella number 22. And settling in with an 0-0 count. Two on, nobody out. That one tried to maybe bunt. It got away. Went off the catcher, and everyone's going to steal the base. Off the wild pitch. So a wild pitch, and they will advance on to second and third. So now two runners in scoring position. Knights looking to try and strike here. Again, the Knights were a dark horse into the playoffs last year. Started sixth place. There's ball number one. Came in sixth place at the end of the season. Were anything but favorites to win the championship. Shocked everybody. Made the championship on their home field at Muzzy. They have won quite a few. So that one's the second strike. They've won quite a few titles, and they were looking to try and do it again, and it just wasn't the year Fat Orange Cat. A brand new team, the Fat Orange Cat Brewers, came in and rocked the playoffs. Doesn't even have to move in right field to make the grab. Here they come, rounding third. The throw is going to be off. A runner is going to score, and another one's getting to third. That is Pileski who gets to come home. Off and Earl Oaks sack fly into right. Justin Martella to bat. So getting settled in. One away, runner on third. And one run comes across the plate. Good next inning here. Here's ball number one. Number 12 coming to bat next. And now a Plantamuro. That'll be outside. Ball number two. So a 2-0 count, top of the second. Which should be a long, long ball game here tonight. A little chopped ground ball towards the third baseman. He doesn't field it cleanly. Throw home. Doesn't get it. Run is going to score. And he doesn't field it cleanly either way. Nobody able to field that ball. And what a night. What a start this has been here. Nobody able to field that ball cleanly, and a single puts the Knights within one. Here's the pitch. That'll be up high, ball number one. And the 1-0. Called strike number one, and it'll be a 1-1 count. Clocked in at around 77 miles an hour. There's a throw for the pickoff. Doesn't quite get him.
And again, just what a great night. Low in the dirt. He's going to have to save it. And with a three and one count. So the three one count. Pitch on the way. Called strike two and a full count here. <clears throat> full count. One away, runner on first. Here's the three two. And he walks him, ball four. This brings up Casey Barter. Barter standing in and a meeting on the hill here. And we are going to see a new pitcher come along. He, he trots out of the bullpen. So we'll be right back here. Top of the second. It's three to two with two on and one out. And so we're back. Alfred Anzalone. Alfred Anzalone will be the starting pitcher. So going about one third of an inning was the last pitcher. And he tries to bunt. Nothing to him. So last pitcher goes with zero strikeouts. Has about one walk. Sorry, he had two walks. Got another attempt here. Two strikes. Trying to bunt. And no hit batsman. However, two runs do come across to score ball one, both of which are earned and not the start he was looking for. That one chopped foul. Anzalone up doing the pitching. And getting set with the 1-2 count. Kicks and deals. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And he will K Casey Barter. So Casey Barter goes down swinging. Anzalone at the bound. Stepping up to the plate will be Ben Mazzone. Pitch. That will be just inside. Ball number one. So, uh, I believe some motorcyclists rode by. Ball two. That one's in the dirt. 
Here's the 2-0. Cracked off the handle. Up to the second baseman. He'll have to throw to first. He'll get the out. And that ends the side. So right up towards the 4-3 to put away the game. Or put away the inning, sorry. End of one and a half. It's 3-2 aftershock. And so we're back here with the next half inning. Bottom half of the second. It's number zero, Jeff Matos will be batting. He'll be followed by Tommy Stagus. If you are wondering, yes, it is still Rob Babisi who is on the mound. Surprising he would get the honor to return out on the mound. Gave up four hits and a walk. Struck out two, however, and forced to fly out into center field. So here comes Jeff Matos to open up the bottom half of the second inning of the scheduled seven here tonight. Bottom two and just not a good start for Babisi. We'll see if he can redeem himself here in the second. It's not a good start for the other pitcher in Carreria. Carreria did not have a good outing. Pitched one-third of an inning. Skies that high. Over towards third base. Easy play is made. And the fly out to third. Tommy Stagus now, number three, batting in. So a 3-2 to two game, one away, nobody on, bottom half of the second inning. You've seen one game today. Here's the pitch. High fly ball going right field. Should be shallow right, coming towards the foul line. No, he drops it. Runner's going to take off for second. And he will slide in with the double. And he's called out. Oh, and that is not. It looks like maybe he came off the bag as he was diving. I say he was safe, but he will be gunned down. That was the right fielder to second, so that'll be a 9-4 to four out. Not the call I would have made. He was definitely safe. They call him out. Uh, it did appear that he came off the bag, but that looked like it was after the tag was applied. Here's the pitch. Low in the dirt, ball one. This brings up John Blaze. He started with a single last time up. Top two. That was bottom one. This is bottom two. Not the play. And I think uh, Southington might be still mad about it back then there in the dugout. Ball two. Not the play they were looking to make. pitch, called strike one. Clocking in at around 70. Just past 9.15 here. Over a half hour from when we started inside, nearly gets him. And he nearly beamed him there, three and one. This is certainly a, that was certainly a long, long first one and a half innings. About 45 minutes to get through the first two. 45 plus as we're still in the second inning. Knocked a ground ball to third base. Fires on to first. Easy out 
Blaze not so lucky this time. It's a 5-3 out. And we will be right back with the top half of the third inning. We're through two hole. Your score is 3-2 Aftershock. And we're back here, top of the third, getting started. And still on the hill will be Anzalone. It's number 18, Rinkaves batting. So Zach Rinkaves stands in last time up, hit out 5-3, rounded out towards third. Strike one, that one goes down the middle. Anzalone, he's had a pretty good start so far. Pitched two-thirds of an inning. This will be a full inning for him. Was surprising today. The bullpens here at the park are open to the players to use. So the bullpens are being able to be utilized today. Swung on, gets a piece of it. Strike two. Two strikes, no balls here. And nobody out. And here comes the payoff pitch from Anzalone. Lines it down to the second baseman, who will flip it over to first for the easy out. And he will go 4-3 to three to start the third. Third inning begins. A 4-3 out. This brings up Georgie Santiago playing center field tonight. Last time he was up, batted out again. This time, actually, he batted out towards the shortstop. Shortstop threw him out at first. And the next batter, Rick Barrett, he struck out his last time up. And Anzalone, here's the pitch from him, cracks it. That one is mashed by Santiago into right field. He will get the easy single. This brings up Rick Barrett, designated hitter. So runner on first, one away for Rick Barrett. Last time he was up, struck out, and he hits this one right field. Will be hauled in. Throw to first. He'll be safe. Tag was never applied, and he was a bit off on that one. Runner will hold, but... The out and right. Now we'll bring up Kyle Pileski. And one ball here. 1-0 pitch on the way. Outside, ball two. Two balls, no strikes here. Here's the pitch. That one fouled into the dirt as the runner took off for second. Strike one. Got a piece of it, but fouled it back. So, two balls, one strike. It called strike two. So that one went down the middle. 
2-2 count, two away. Looking for a strikeout here on Kyle Pileski. Last time he was up, he walked, then advanced to second on a wild pitch. That one is hit deep center field. That one is going to roll its way to the wall on the warning track. He's going to run up from third, and he's going to score on the RBI double as he trots to home. Georgie Santiago will score on the RBI double from Pileski, and that brings up Colby Jones. Looks like we're going to see a pinch runner here. Or no, he's just going to come off and give the base coach the wrist guards he had on. And the aftershock, now in a tie game with Colby Jones at the plate. Last time he was up, he got a single, then advanced on a wild pitch. Pileski was walked, got to second off that single. Then the wild pitch happened, the sacrifice brought home Pileski. Colby Jones came home on a double by Martella. One strike here. The 0-1 from Anzalone. Lined up to the second baseman. Doesn't field it cleanly, but he gets a throw off in time and makes the play. Another 4-3 play to end this half inning. We are successfully through two and a half, and it's three all. And so we're back here. Bottom half of the third, and a new pitcher on the hill for the Bristol Knights. It's number 24. We do not have number 24 on the roster. Over here are the stats for Rob Babisi. He goes two full innings with two strikeouts, one walk. No hit batters, three runs, all of them earned. So not the night Babisi wanted to have, but the second inning he did shape it up. Got those two strikeouts back in the first. That was towards the late first inning, which ended up getting him in a good spot to be playing for the win right now. But here come the aftershock here. Aftershock, bottom of the third. First pitch, grounded down towards the second baseman. Fires on to first, and they will get the out. And a good start for them. This is Patrick Kelly, who was batting. Now batting is Kyle Lentini. This new pitcher for Bristol, you got to wonder, how will he fare in his first inning of play? So got to wonder for Southington if they're going to bring in a new pitcher for the fourth. Here's the pitch. Called strike one with one away. Nobody on. And that'll be up high. Ball number one and a 1-1 one -one count. Here's the 1-1 one -one pitch. Up high, ball two. Just about 9.30 here. Late night game. One more of these will be played out tomorrow. That one high, ball three. Three and one count, and he just can't seem to dial it in. Just unable to wrangle in these pitches. 3-1 on the way. 
And that'll be called strike two down the middle. And the windup, kicks and deals. Swung on and missed, gets the strikeout. And Kyle Lentini will go down swinging. That brings up Dave Matthews. Twenty-four. We do have the information. That is Chris McGrath, who's standing out on the hill. Checks his swing. I don't think he went. That should be ball number one. But Chris McGrath on the hill now. That one wild pitch. Out back. So with McGrath on the hill. And the 2-0 count for Dave Matthews. Pitch on the way. Swung on and missed strike number one off the 2-0 pitch. And someone setting off some fireworks here in the city of Hartford. Been going on for a few days. So if you notice any sudden loud noises, that would be the source and a 3-1 count. And what a start to the season for both of these teams. Bristol on the road back to... Muzzy Field for the playoffs. Southington trying to redeem themselves off last season, which was not exactly the way they wanted it. And a 3-1 count here. Chris McGrath looking for that K. He walks him. And he almost had a 3-up, three 3-down three inning. Now comes Kyle McLean. Last time up, he walked. He was stranded out at first, and it looks like two more players for Southington are going to run out to the bullpen. So they're going to sneak off into the bullpen, run under the big wall out in right field. Pitch on the way. It's ball one. It looked like it was down the middle. Southington has been struggling after the first inning to get the offense going. Even in the first inning when they scored those three runs, a lot of them were off poorly made decisions by the defense and walks. And there's the 2-0 count with two balls, no strikes. So a lot of their offensive ability has not been on account of bringing the bats. It's been on account of just getting those bloopers through past the defense. Here's the 2-0. Called strike number one.
And a 2-1 count. Kicks and throws. Called strike two down the middle. So the 2-2 count. Again, eerily quiet here at Dunkin' Donuts Park. And here we go, the 2-2 on the way. Swung on and missed. He strikes him out and gets out of the inning. So no hits. And we'll be right back with the top of the fourth, 3-3. Three to three. And so back here for the fourth, a new pitcher on the hill. That'll be number 24, Shane Young, for the aftershock. Al Alfred Anzalone went one and two-thirds innings, got one strikeout, one walk, one run. Wasn't earned, however. Was not an earned run. This brings up the Bristol Knights. And to the plate comes Earl Oaks. Last time he batted, hit out into right field. So a good start. So here's the pitch up high for ball number one and not the start I think he was looking for on that first pitch, but still the first at bat. And the 1 0 inside nearly beamed him, and that's 2 0. Pitch on the way. Up high, ball number three. And a 3-0 count. And he's set. Lined up and the pitch. Called strike one and a 3-1 count. the 3-1 count here. Pitch on the way. Nearly got him. Walks him. That will bring Earl Oaks to first. Now batting is Justin Martella. Last time he was at the plate. Hit a double. Or no, he hit a single. Advanced to second off a walk. And the pitch, shot towards shallow center, will be hauled in, runner will hold. And Noah, Plant Noah Plantamuro coming to the plate here. Plantamuro settles himself in, one away, runner on first in a 3-3 three three ball game, top of the fourth. So nearly halfway through this game and all the offense has happened in the first three. Two shutout innings thrown by the Knights. One shutout inning thrown by the Aftershock. So the Aftershock got three in the first, nothing in the second and third. That is going to be a wild pitch and advance the runner to second. So off the wild pitch, brings the runner to second and ball one. Then the Knights would have nothing in the first. They would score two in the second, one in the third. And tie this game up. And they're looking to try and continue that scoring, 
That scoring streak here. Two balls, no strikes. Here's the pitch. Cracks it down the first baseline. He'll be out at first. That puts two away. But the runner will advance to third. So the fielder's choice for Plantamuro. That brings up Casey Barter. Two on, and a, or one on. He's 90 feet from home, two away. And they are looking to try and put away the top half of this fourth inning. Kicks and deals. Oh, inside gets to jump over at the wild pitch. And he almost went to the plate. He will stop himself at third base and go back. Going back over at third base. One ball, no strikes. Two away here. And Casey Barter stands in. The 1-0 count. Pitch on the way, cracks it, foul. Again, doing the pitching, Shane Young. Coming in after the last pitcher went one and two-thirds innings. Gave up a single run. However, it wasn't an earned run. He was put in that situation. And the next pitch inside almost gets him. And running off to home, throw to the plate, it's going to be just high. And a run is going to score on the wild pitch. And one run will score. And so, and that will still have Casey Barter at the plate. 2-1. Is the count with two away, nobody on. Base is cleared and a 4-3 lead for the runner-ups in the league championship last year. Lost to the Fat Orange Cap Brewers. Low in the dirt, ball three. And a 4-3 lead. And Bristol, after a poor performance here in the first inning, really came out and played hard here. And that'll be ball four. They will walk him. And so a walk. That brings up Ben Mazzone. And Shane Young trying to get himself composed here. Given up a run so far, and that has been the go-ahead run. And the pitch on the way. That'll be ball one outside. And the pitch. And he cracks one right field. It'll be hauled in. And that's the end of the inning.
So we are through just about four and a half innings. And we are through four and a half innings. It's four to three Bristol. And getting set, bottom half of the fourth inning. And in the top half, one run came across. And settling in, it's number 75, Shane Fusco. Fusco is getting ready. Kicks and delivers. That'll be ball one in the dirt. And what a way to start things off for the season. That is actually called strike. What a way to start things off for the season, at least for Bristol. Big comeback, up 4-3. Inside, Fusco has to lean out of it. Ball number one. And a 1-1 count here. Nobody on, nobody out. Top of the, or bottom of the fourth. 1-1 one, one on the way. That'll be ball, or no, called strike two. They looked outside and low. I got to say, not agreeing with some of these calls being made here tonight. Some of these pitches seem to be out of the zone by a lot. Here's the 1-2 pitch. And ball number two. It's an even count, two apiece. Don't forget, we'll be back here tomorrow, 3.30, start time for game one, 6 o'clock game two, and 8.30, game three, up the middle towards the shortstop, fires to first, they got him in time. And what a way to get into the bottom half of the fourth inning. Went all the way up to the shortstop, a 6-3 play. This brings up Alfred Anzalone. Pitched so far tonight. He pitched one and two-thirds innings. One strikeout, one walk. No hit batters. One run allowed, but wasn't an earned run. She belongs three earned runs for the last pitcher, and that is high. Going towards foul territory, right field. Caught! And what a play. It looked like the center fielder. No, it wasn't the center fielder. I have no idea who came in and pulled that off. Looks like that was the second baseman who raced in to get it. Hat came off in the process. That's how fast he was running. Surprisingly, the second baseman gets over and makes that catch. Alfred Anzalone out. Flew out to right field. Pitch on the way. That should be strike number one. This is Neil Ayoti. Ayoti batting in last time. He struck out. That was in the bottom half of the first inning. Next pitch almost got away from him. One ball, one strike. Two down here in the inning. And Southington slowly starting to let this game slip away. It was a one-run game at the end of two. It was a tie game end of three, and... As it goes so far, it should be a one-run lead for the Bristol Knights at the end of four. So, Southington will have lost the lead over about three innings. Here's the one-two on the way. And the one-two pitch. The one-two pitch goes in for a ball. It's two-to-two in the count.
2-2 on the way. Swung on and missed. He got him. Strike three, and it's a three-up, three-down inning. We're through with four here in tonight's game. Halfway through, three innings to go. It's the final nine outs. It's 4-3 to three Bristol. And here we are, top of the fifth inning, and a new pitcher coming in for Southington. It's Brian Carabetta. Shane Young goes a full inning, no strikeouts, two walks, no hit batsman. One run given up, and that run was earned. So Brian Carabetta here, and that will be an easy rip into right field for a single. And a good start. That belongs to number, I believe that was 18, and Rinkovace. Top half of the fifth, he'll get the single. Here comes number four in Georgie Santiago. So far he has gotten a 6-3 out. Then he made it to home back in the third. A runner on first, nobody out. Pitch on the way, up high and outside. Ball number one. Again, new pitcher, Brian Carabetta. First appearance of the night, first appearance of the season. Shane Young going a full inning. That one in the dirt, ball number two. Not the ideal outing for Shane Young, giving up a run, no strikeouts, two walks. Didn't hit anybody. Last game, they were full of hit batters. A lot of Weathersfield Dodgers players took one for the team. And a 3-0 count to Georgie Santiago. And there's the 3-0 pitch. Popped high. Foul territory. And it will fall right in the catcher's glove as he will pop it out. So the catcher ends up flashing some leather and makes the out, which brings up Rick Barrett, designated hitter. Struck out his first time up. Flew out to right his second time up. And here in his third at bat of the evening, he gets set. Pitch on the way in the dirt. Gets away from him, but it comes back out onto the plate. Catcher able to keep it within reach. Runner holds it first, a 1-0 count. Barrett trying to go one for three tonight. Runner on first, pickoff attempt. Nothing to him. And only twice have we seen pickoff attempts work, both of which have been tonight. On the way, and Barrett chops one foul down towards the aftershock dugout. And a 1-1 count for Barrett. Aftershock, we're in a good position, at least after the second. Had one run on him. They had some breathing room. Then it was tied back in the third. Fourth inning. They've let the game slip away. Down to the first baseman. Second baseman gets it. Throws to first. They get the out. But a runner advances over to second. That's Rinkovace who gets there. And a fielder's choice for Barrett. So he goes 0 for 3 tonight. Should probably bat maybe around the 7th. So he would be one of the last to bat. Now at the plate, Kyle Pileski batted in the second inning. He walked, advanced all the way to home after a few wild pitches and a single. 
Then he got a double back in the third inning. That was wasted by a 4-3 out. Not a double play, but just a singular out. However, he did score an RBI. He got Georgie Santiago to home and a 1-0 count for him. And here he is batting in the fifth inning. Pitch on the way. Sends it foul into the stands. That will actually hit the roof. And they need another game ball here. Again, a problem with the Twilight League shortage of game balls. If you ever attend a game live, you cannot take the foul balls home with you. They do need those back. Unlike the pros, they do not have an infinite amount of baseballs. Inside, ball number two and a two-and-one count. Two away, runner 180 feet from home. Pitch on the way, sends it towards shallow right center. Getting under it is the center fielder. He will make the play and put away the side. So through four and a half, finally a shutout inning being thrown by the aftershock. After four and a half innings, it's four to three nights. Well, we're back here, bottom of the fifth, and a new pitcher is in town for the Bristol Knights. It's number three. It's not Rob Babisi. It is a number. It is another number three. Here are the pitching stats for the Knights. For Chris McGrath, he went two full innings, three strikeouts, one walk, no hit batters, no runs, so no earned runs. A good start for him in his season. Chris McGrath, two innings, no runs, and practically no hits. Bottom of the fifth, right after a shutout inning being pitched by the Aftershock. Just about 10 p.m. here tonight. And with three innings to go. Bottom of the fifth. And do the Aftershock have what it takes to bring this game back within reach? Only out of it by one. Kicks and deals. Called strike one. I think what a lot of people are looking forward to, seeing the championship team playing tomorrow. Fat Orange Camp Brewers with Adam Michaud. Ball number one. Michaud, one of the top pitchers in the league last year, pitched on that championship team, actually got them to a championship. Great pitcher. A lot of batters had a general disdain for him. Very good at his job. And they strike two there, so a one-two count. So Adam Mashad, if he is returning, Bristol will play Weathersfield. That'll be tomorrow. Going to have to go to that one to find out the result. We'll be right here. Ball two, so a two-and-two two count. We'll be right here bringing you games three through five of the opening series. Pitch on the way. Ball number three. So a 3-2 count. Three, two on the way. Ball four and a walk to open things up. 
So a walk opens things up. So I drop my pencil here. A walk for Metas gets him over to first. That brings up Tommy Stagus. Batting here, bottom of the fifth. Again, first game of the season, strike one. Trying to stay in it as long as possible here. Pitch on the way. That one is dropped down. Safe at second, but out at first. A fielder's choice. And that will be a 6-3 fielder's choice. So one away, runner 180 feet from home. And this does bring up John Blaze. The OO to Blaze. Takes it. Strike number one is the call. So he watches that go by. On deck is Pat Kelly. John Blaze batted in the first and second, not in the third and fourth. But here he is back again in the fifth. Pitch on the way. Low and away. Ball number one. Blaze got all the way around the bases, started with a single back in the first, then hit into a 5-3 to end the second, did not bat in the third, did not bat in the fourth, and here he is with one away, batting in the fifth, and a runner on second. Here's the 1-1. Sends it back into the screen, strike two. And it'll be a 1-2 count. That'll be strike three. He got him. And Blaze is sat down with a K. He'll be one for two today. Here's Pat Kelly. Patrick Kelly standing in. Blaze not happy about that strikeout. Pitch on the way. Strike number one. That'll be in the zone. So two away, runner on second. And that one skied foul. And strike number two, I believe. And looking for another game ball here. And they will send one out. And getting set, pitch on the way. Cracked, going to right. And it will be hauled in by the right fielder to end this half inning. 
or two end of the inning period. We go to the sixth. It's the final two innings of tonight's game. It's four to three, Bristol. And so we're back, and it looks like a new pitcher on the hill. I think it's a different 21. As Brian Carabetta, he goes one full inning, no strikeouts, no walks, no hit batters, no runs, no earned runs. So all zeros for him today. As the Bristol Knights bring another one here to the plate. And the Knights are set. And the first pitch in there for ball number one. So ball number, ball number one. There's strike one. Sees number 20 in Colby Jones. Batting here in the top of the sixth. Here's the pitch. Fouls it back to the net. That's two strikes. And a 1-2 count. The 1-2. Swung on and missed, and he K's him. And Colby Jones will go down swinging. This will bring up Earl Oaks. Or not quite Earl Oaks. Looks like this is going to be number 34 coming in to substitute in. That will be Marco Ross. Strike one to him. Strike two there. So he comes in top six. Checks his swing. Ball number one. So Marco Ross here in the sixth. Looks like number 15, Earl Oaks, will be coming up later. That one chopped down to third base. Fires to first and records the out. So that will be one away. Now from the short stop over to first. And this brings up Earl Oaks. So Earl Oaks comes in. No, this is number 45. Swings and misses at the first pitch. That'll be Drew Gallagher. So Drew Gallagher staring down the pitcher here. Takes that one, strike number two. And strike three sits him down. And that will put away the side. So, with five and a half in the books, it's four to three Bristol. Well, here we are. We're back, and a new pitcher in for the Bristol Knights. Number three going one full inning, one strikeout, one walk. No hit batsman, no runs allowed, no earned runs, so a zero ERA for the night. He's being replaced by number 11, 
uh, due to different jersey numbers. A lot of them don't add up. So Bristol able to get out of here with so far the lead, but the game yet to be over. Still another six outs to record for that. Even then, Bristol has the away team, so they would be playing into the bottom of the seventh unless the aftershock get it together here in the bottom of the sixth, record three straight down in the seventh, in the top of the seventh, and put it away. Here's the first pitch of the inning. It's down in the dirt, ball one. So Bristol's got a ways to go, and Southington's got a mountain to climb if they're going to win tonight's game. Kyle Lentini standing in at the plate. He takes ball one. The 1-0 pitch on the way. And he cracks it high. Foul territory. It'll go into the seats. And up top. Remember, you can't keep those foul balls here at the Twilight League games. You have to give them back to the league. As you can see here, there's another problem. It looks like they might have been running out of game balls. They're going to have to go back and look for them. So running out of balls tends to be a problem, especially in the games, not in the big stadiums where... They are somewhat supplied by different teams, or both teams bring their own. A lot of times both teams don't bring their own, and they're solely supplied by the home team. I've seen that a lot in Weathersfield, and with the 1-1 pitch on the way. Just a bit outside for ball number two, and I mean he just painted the side of the zone. Nearly a strike. The windup. And here comes the 2-1. Called strike two down the middle of the zone. 2-2 count. All Bristol needs to do, gain six more outs. They could go three up, three down on the seventh. 2-2 on the way. Called strike three, got him. And Lentini will go down looking. This will bring up number 99, Dave Matthews. So Matthews will settle into the batter's box. One away here in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Remember, seven inning games here. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow. A game starting at 3.30, followed by the 6 o'clock game and then another 8.30 matchup. All three new teams in the league will be playing. Terryville, Great, Terryville, Great Falls, and New Britain will all be playing. Arch 2, the Indians, will be playing in that game. And the league champions, the Fat Orange Cap Brewers, will also be in that game on the road to defending their title. A one-and-one one count here for Matthews. Bottom of the sixth inning. The aftershock just need to score two. And then hold them silent in the top of the seventh to end this game a little earlier than expected. Otherwise, they'll play into the bottom of the seventh. And the second strike being called on. Not a very good call made by the umpire. I believe the umpires aren't behind home plate tonight. I believe to try and remain socially distant here. One, two on the way. In the dirt before it gets to the plate. Ball two. And an even count. Due to the outbreak of COVID-19, the season has been shortened. 15 games for everybody, so not a lot of room to lose games. So winning these games is critical. It's hard to get those games back. And strike three. Got him swinging again. Second straight strikeout 
And we have not seen that at all today. Back-to-back -back Ks. We've seen almost back-to-back -back Ks, but not quite. Number 13, Kyle McLean, is now going to bat here. Bottom of the seventh, two away. And Bristol this close to jumping into the final inning. And getting set. Pitch on the way. Checks his swing, but I think it was in the zone. That And it was. Strike number one. Two more strikes, and Bristol's into the final inning. I think for the seventh inning, they wouldn't even have to really participate. They could get out three up, three down, and have the defense play best they can. Strike two on a ball that was low. That definitely should have been a ball. And one strike away from retiring the side solely on strikeouts. Not an easy accomplishment. Called ball number one. It looked like that one was in the zone, but trying to go for three straight Ks. Not something you see happen often. Pitch on the way. It's low in the dirt. Ball two. And a 2-2 two -two count. It's evened up. One more strike to go, and we're into the seventh. What has been a phenomenal outing by both teams. The aftershock blow a 3-0 lead in the first. Give it up ultimately in the third, and have yet to regain it after the fourth. Checks his swing, but it was in the zone. Strike three. Back to back to back. Strikeouts. A phenomenal accomplishment made. Haven't seen that all season last year. Haven't seen that all day today. He retires the side on strikeouts. And going into the final inning of tonight's game, it will be a 4-3 to three game. So final inning, 4-3. to three. We'll be right back. Well, it appears they are wrapping up today's game. The umpire's walking off the field. They'll end it in six tonight. Bristol getting over in six innings, four to three. The Knights take control and don't give it back after the fourth inning. We'll catch you here tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, starting around 3.30. It'll be game one, six o'clock game two, 8.30 Game three, and those will be the final three games of the opening series here from Dunkin' Donuts Park. My name is James Clark, signing off here on the Dodgers Cast Box Network. Your final score, Bristol four, and the Southington Aftershock three. We thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.